0: we are that means i have to do some sharing yes mm-hmm.
1: sharing is
0: caring sharing, that's right <laughs> give
2: it a second give it a second like a second. and share like and share there's <laughs> <it a> <laughs> no no cursing today bro <laughs> yeah uh, i was just having an Armenian wise, accent sort of today bro go.
3: nothing nothing extra unacceptable <laughs> extra.
1: nothing extra i'm gonna be on my best behavior today ladies and gentlemen <laughs> Uh, as you should
3: always be.
2: All right, here we go.
1: We don't always have priests here. Come on,
2: pastors. I'm not
0: pastors. a priest, bro. Pastors,
1: Sorry. pastors. Sorry.
2: all righty. I'm not
0: 60 yet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Was that what it is?
0: Oh no, no, I'm joking. Oh, I, I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, 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 sh- I should watch <laughs> myself. We're live. All righty. Start. No, what, what am I doing? Is this right? Yeah, yeah you share it. it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you just share it. Okay, as long as I can use my phone.
2: Yes. All right. Happy Monday, gentlemen. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good, <coughs> yeah, yeah, Good we, afternoon. The, 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 <laughs> good morning. I, the, uh, the first person to look at their watch. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we don't wear a watch. Well, oh, what watch? you do. Oh, sorry, you we do. Uh, we learned something today. We learned something very important today. Um, so <laughs> we've been doing this for. <laughs> today is the fifty-sixth episode. We've been doing this, yes. and um, Harut sitting right next to me. Welcome, Harud, By the way, thanks uh, for having me. Uh, Sat down with us and we were saying, you know what, let's do the audio adjustment, check our voices, make sure everything's fine. And uh, Armond saying, which one is Arno's, which one is hard?" And then Haro goes, uh, there's a light right next to the...
3: Uh, the one that blinks, that's
2: the one yeah, you there's, adjust. There's a, there's a light right next to the, uh, the knob. I guess that's what we would call it. It's been 56 episodes. We just discovered that when you speak, the light blinks. And that tells you that that's the mic that we're speaking into. So Haro, I want to thank you so much for...
0: Um, you got it. ...being our IT guy for the day. <laughs>
2: Some, right, welcome to the show <laughs> thank
0: you thank you for having me this is uh this is fun I've been following you guys there has been some episodes that I could not watch until the end <laughs> uh, because it was controversial
3: it, inappropriate it, 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 it was I, fe- I feel
0: like someone should have just you know conclude or get uh, and it was I'm, I I don't have enough patience I yeah. should say uh, but overall thank you guys for putting this together uh, Absolutely, I heard it's course. one year yeah, yeah. Wow. Last
3: Monday was our one-year anniversary.
0: That is commitment, right there. So God bless you guys, and you. and again, thanks for um, making a truly difference in our community. Of um, course, man. Of course, a place to be honest. Yeah. That's yeah. that's what I know. You guys, us. That you know that's that exactly. should be
3: our slogan: a place to be honest.
0: Man, I fixed I mean, that. I'm the guys, are on a roll, right? now we. I think you we're, know what?
3: we're about to have our permanent uh, host here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <This> guy if, <laughs> he's if, <laughs> I'm not saying anything, but if you want it, no. <laughs>
3: we already have his resume, so and he, he's already fixed two things. <laughs> I'm going to be leaving a new man today, literally.
2: <laughs>
1: so you should leave a new man. It's Arno's birthday today.
3: Yes, and yeah, before we get into the nitty-gritty... Uh, we want to wish Arno a uh, happy 25th birthday. Oh, thank you, thank you. Thank you. 25th. The big 25. The,
2: huh? big, 20 the big
3: 25. 25. You could mean... rent an exotic car now. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Hollywood. <laughs> well, thank you for making me so much younger. Thank you for the birthday wishes, guys. Thank you to happy everybody birthday. on Facebook. Thank yeah. you to all the our friends for phone calls for every all the birthday wishes. Thank you, guys. Means and, means a lot. And thank a
3: shout good out good. to my sister-in-law Anashe as well. Her birthday is today as yes, well. Yes, we share a birthday. birthday Anashe. happy birthday. Yes. Yes.
2: birthday. Happy birthday, Anishay. Um So let's. I mean, let's let's jump right. I mean, we have a lot of topics to talk about today. Um, we've had a, we've had many people as far as um, non-religious on our show. I mean, atheists, uh, and for once, we actually brought somebody who's in the, actually in the church <laughs> itself. So we have a lot of questions for you, and I hope our guests have questions for you. Anything that we can, obviously, get to, we apologize, but yeah. um, we, we're try, We're going to try to get to as many uh, topics as possible. Obviously, we talked about a couple of things where we'll, we'll right. have you back for those, because yes. those are something where... Yes. They, they get, <laughs> we get too deep into it. Mm-hmm. But uh, Harut Khachatayan, born in Armenia. That's right. Moved to Argentina. Still right. And then came to the States. Fortunately. 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 <laughs> Fortunately. That's right. That's right. Yes. But a uh, Spanish speaker, fluent Spanish speaker. First language. That, see, that's crazy. Born in
0: Armenia, but the first language is Spanish. How did that happen? Um, you know, it's funny. <clears throat> every time I. I had to install this. You know, you guys know about What's Up and Viber, right? My entire family, I get calls from Russia. I get calls from Spain. I have family in whole, like we're all over the world. We're 1997. I was 13 when we left Armenia. This entire generation of Armenians, we were in Armenia. Mm-hmm. And then after that, one by one, we just started going all over the world. Um, yeah, so 1997, my entire family, we moved to Buenos Aires. Uh, we settled there. Um, I'm the youngest in my house. So my sister, my brother, myself. um, So went to school, learned Spanish. Uh, A lot of Armenians in Buenos Aires, I got to visit um, less than two years ago. I'll maybe going in two weeks, actually. Um, But no Armenian, literally. I mean, you go to Armenian church, no Armenian. I went to Armenian school. You just... Pretty much Lehme that's all you know, right? <laughs> uh, and uh and some Armenian dances like old school, you know, Shushba. This yeah. is uh but anyways, it was it's a beautiful community, very famous community. Um they have the best Armenian lawyers, doctors, a very wealthy community, um, very careful in whatever they do to keep that Armenian reputation. Um so I finished my school, got into seminary, um, did music. I've done seven years Classical piano in Armenian, and then almost four years of jazz harmony in Argentina. So I kind Eleven of get total to... Eleven years of music. That's right. On. I got to combine from classical into producing, <laughs> arranging, stuff like that. Um, and then we came to the States and had to start all over again. I, I speak no English, very little Armenian, and whatever I literally... I mean, I had it was some from home, most from singing Armenian and reading Armenian Bible. Um, so literally just start from scratch. I remember um, we got here on either Thursday, Friday, Monday. Uh, we rented a place, San Fernando in Alameda, on Valencia. Mm-hmm. Um, so I go right there on San Fernando. I, I asked a bus driver in Spanish where I can find a job. Like, where, how can I make money? And um, for free, he said it's 75 cents. But then he said, that's fine. This one is on me. He he takes me on the bus, tells me to uh, get off on Seventh and Hill downtown LA. Is that the jewelry district? Yes, exactly. <laughs> so he takes me there, and I I got my first first day. I got paid sixty two dollars as a thirteen year old. No, no, no. Then I'm twenty almost twenty two. Oh, okay. I was thirteen when I got to Argentina. Um, so oh, right, and then right. it That's was kind of. the question
1: was: you were thirteen. You got to Argentina, but when you got here. You had completely forgotten
0: Armenian. I'm not, I'm not telling you that I completely forgot, but I would have to think about sentences. It was
1: not natural anymore.
0: That's right. Just like when you talk to the youngest kids here, like yes. half Armenian, half English. Yeah, same thing. That even worse. Most Spanish and Armenian. Um, because as I said, there was literally no Armenian, but whatever, we got home a few hours a day and that's about it. So I had to just go back and start again. Wow. Yeah, but it's it's been a fun experience.
3: Because, so you moved here in your 20s then to the States? Yes, 22. And so you've been here roughly about uh, 13 years.
0: 13, almost 14 years 14 now. 14 years. Yeah.
3: You, I
2: don't hear an accent.
3: You, you don't have an accent. Yeah. I
0: try, man. God God has been good with me. I have not <laughs> taken um, any courses in English. It's just been me, myself, working and um, reading a lot, studying a lot. I do know singing has, um, has helped me to get rid of accents. If you sing a song, if you're a singer, and I'm not talking about performer, but singer, naturally. If you enjoy singing songs, one of the things you do is to break, those, break the words. And once you start breaking those words, you learn how to connect them uh, in a different way. Uh, so that's when you start losing accent. That's when you start pronouncing your own way. It's very interesting. but mm. uh, So again, first, um, not because I'm a pastor, I say this, but I truly owe it to God. I think it's a gift. Yeah. Um, and, but at <laughs> the same time, also music has helped me a lot, singing, uh, to learn a language, to learn to pronounce it correctly. I still have a lot to go, but um, I'm trying my best.
2: So I'm assuming you, the, the biggest accent you probably have is an Armenian accent. <laughs> <Just to> yes, <laughs> right. because I'm confused. Uh,
0: I'm, I'm confused between Western and Eastern Armenian. Oh, you wow. Got so so just, just think about this. When I go to Argentina, I switch. I failed my Armenian test because it was Western Armenian. I'm going there as an Eastern Armenian speaker. So Galago, Chalago, Rinchenengel... He doesn't know that yet. I have no clue, right? So (laughs) even now, I I serve at a church where majority Armenians are American Armenians who speak Western Armenian. So uh, I've gotten to a point that I speak both Armenians. I can literally just get up there and and preach fluent in Western Armenian. And then after that, go to another church and preach fully Eastern Armenian. And then after that, Spanish. And then after... So it's... uh, There's... um, I've expanded. Any so, other languages? Russian. <clears throat> really? No, I can fluently read Russian, and um I I can get what they're saying, but uh, as I said, I cannot speak Russian. Okay. But again, I can fully read Russian and I all don't, the way. I don't think I've
3: met another pastor who can do Armenian, English, and Spanish.
0: And music. And? That's a language itself, isn't it? What? Musician
3: friend. Oh, yeah. I mean, his his piano skills and his voice is unbelievable. Oh, thank you. He's yeah, one of the few I, where he, when, when he performs live on Facebook, the, the once in the blue moon, I don't know why he I don't should not do, do more, more often. Both, both of Almost so, so that's something we can Let's say about it. both <laughs> of
1: you. Collaboration. Right. I always I'll read. Read. I swear right. I'll
3: listen to it like two, 20 times.
1: Like I'll listen to your things like Continuously, you know? that's like right. When I when I have one of his replay, I'll replay. sit there with my cup of tea and replay that. That's oh, right. Yeah. That but he doesn't right. come out. He's like well, you know, his wines
3: barely get. Like, it sounds better with wine. Try wine <laughs> next time. You know what? My tea does well with your
1: music. So hopefully, I can see you guys collaborate. Let's see. Yeah. Wish, yeah. wish, should, we should. I'll bring the piano next week. The- <laughs> Arnold can sing. We know, we do have singing. Voice. Oh, nice, nice. Seriously.
2: His his music is
1: choice of music music is not all that
2: what it's, is that it's be? not very religious let's put it
0: just put it that way <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a country rap <laughs> <laughs> you should be happy with kanye right i think it's
1: called robbie's music the one <laughs>
0: you can call it that why not i oh. like robbie's music everybody loves robbie's music but <laughs> not everybody
1: i'm not a fan nah, well, it's what it is. you don't have to be a fan yeah. you just like it But, but uh, i like yours
2: that uh, 13 years old yeah. you went to you went to buenos aires as far as adjust, as a teenager, adjusting to, I mean, you have teenagers coming to the States and they're adjusting to the culture here. You're in Argentina, <laughs> Spanish speaking country. I mean, what was, what was the plan with mom and dad as far as moving that's right. to Buenos Aires? I mean, that's right.
0: Well, number one, of course, was financial. Uh, my dad, both of them, my mom, my dad, super educated, my dad into science, my mom, a chemistry teacher. Um, but most importantly, both my parents were born-again Christians. They were very young during the Soviet days where they they had a Bible, they read the Bible, they knew that my dad is a scientist, right? Uh, and, and, and he gets to say, well, one plus one, not always is two. Like, what do you mean? Wait a second. Is there another way to put this together? So that's when you move to philosophy, you don't find answers, and then he grabs a Bible says, oh, my God. So I don't... I can go beyond uh, knowledge, use faith, and realize that the things that I don't have an answer for, someone else gave me the answer. Um, so both of them fell in love with with God and, and and started going to church. So I grew up in that culture itself. So when we moved to Argentina, the best what helped us a lot is we went straight to church. So I had no cousins, no family, but. In, in about two, three months, I had friends, and I had almost family. Church uh, helped us. Uh, as I said, I had enough friends around me to take care of us. Um, so church has played an amazing role in, in our family's life and has kept me from breaking to the culture of whatever I've gone to, Argentina and the, the United States. Did mom and dad speak any Spanish? No, not, nobody in our family. Nobody. And we got there again, start from nothing. Uh, we all do. My mom, unfortunately, I mean, she passed away um, years back. Um, but uh, the rest of our family, they all speak Spanish. My, my sister, my brother, my dad.
3: Are you teaching your kids Spanish? Not
0: yet. Not yet. Not yet. I, I can't wait to get them into um, music in Spanish. Yeah. So, um, I but but you know mine was out of necessity. It's not like oh I love languages. Let me yeah. try. You know what I mean? It was just you get there. You have to figure it out. You have no choice, you right? Have to fit in exactly. You go there. You have to in you know, South America. It's all about bus, train, subways. You're like you can't. You know what I mean? Like how am I supposed to ask them if this? But you have to find a way. And that's when you stretch. That's when you become uncomfortable to say this guy is going to make fun of me the way I speak. But I don't care. I'm going to ask him anyways. You don't get to do that here. But just take that concept in life, right? How many who said that, like, you don't understand something in a classroom. You don't ask so you're not embarrassed, but you never learned. Mm. And and just that's a way of communication that we have to be comfortable enough to say, I don't care if, if whatever I'm going to say is going to sound stupid, but it's going to make me smarter. So I choose that path. Um, so that what has that that really has helped um, us um, to to understand life is more about um, getting what 's enough survive, and that 's about it. That was not a choice for us. Uh, we got the bottom of life we got to the states my mom has can- had cancer. We had to fight that. You know what that is like getting a young family together and not only just trying to find where you are, but then having your mom going through chemotherapies and finding a way to go through that. I mean, truly dark days, heavy days, um, questions, unknown, confused. Um, You know what? We have grown. I grew up so much. I've matured too early, but I appreciate it. At 22. That's right.
2: Yeah, I mean, you went through two culture shocks, man. You went uh from Armenia to to Argentina and then from Argentina to the States at ages where it's like, you're supposed to be developing something else, but it's like, okay, culture shock time. It's like teenager, culture shock. Now it's like, okay, 22, start working, Mm -hmm. start raising a family, boom, culture shock again.
0: That's
2: right. Did you go to university in Buenos Aires at all?
0: Um, It was something similar to what I'm doing now, seminary. So I've always wanted to be a pastor from day one. I loved, um, I think God gave me that um, passion for people. Um, Not... uh, I don't like studying. That's not a secret. My 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 family knows I'm not a big fan of books. So, um, so, so if you get into uh, seminary, you kind of choose two paths. Uh, one of them we call it apologetics, right? Where you go and defend things. Um, apology, like for example, when you were saying, can we can we talk about who are the Mormons? Can we talk about what's Jehovah Witness, right? What is a cult? What is Christianity? What is those are amazing questions. Um, those are. That's the side of apologetics. If you guys ever want to search, uh, search Ravi Zacharias, an Indian amazing apologist. My my passion has been theology, where I can bring God into your life every day. That's my passion. The apologist part, that I didn't. So, skip me there. Sure, apology is debating and defending your faith. For example, why do I believe? <clears throat> Who is God, where God comes from, how do I believe in God? What's the? What I don't understand is why the use of the word apologist, uh, The word you apologize? No, oh, no, it doesn't come from that word. I mean, oh, apologist no, 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 no. doesn't come so, from apologize. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Apologetics, apologia, the word apologia in, in Greek comes in, this, in the idea of uh, logos, it's word. Well, yeah, and apologia, anything. right, it's, it's, it's you're defending the word. Like defending my defending faith, God's word, basically. Yeah, there's there's a chapter in the Bible where Paul writes. Someone says, "You know what? Be always, always be ready to defend your faith." Someone comes says, "Are you Christian? Yeah. Why are you Christian?" As soon as you start responding to that question, what you're doing is apologetics, not apologizing, but apologetics. You got it. Got it. So that's one branch. It's Greek, basically.
1: Uh, sure, it's a Greek word. And a lot of these questions uh-huh. I will have to ask because there's a lot of people like me. Absolutely, they need to know, and a lot of people are too too embarrassed to ask these questions.
0: Exactly, exactly. I'm I'm all with you. So that's one side of whatever you choose to do, and the other side, as I said, is theology. Theos, God, and logos again, Word. It's finding out how to represent God into your everyday life how to interpret the Bible what what does it mean why why do we have chapters who wrote the Bible why is it who's Jesus how is he preaching so that's the that's the side that I have chosen um, that's why uh, from young kid I wanted to um, be a pastor or passionate so I've used I've gotten to use all my abilities to serve what I believe uh, it's the purpose of my life it's to bring people their everyday life, Closer to God, and the vi- and to bring God, this God, into the God that you see through everything that you go through every single day. That's what I'm passionate about. Um, so that's why I wanted to be pastor from little kid. mean I would go home and nobody there. I would grab a Bible, start preaching. Wow. I would go to the church, nobody in church. I would open that piano for hours. I would sing for thousands of people. And then the people would come like, okay, can you play something? I would play Eyes Closed. I'm just, you know, praising God and worshiping. They're like, like how, how do you do that? I'm like, because I've been doing it when you were not here. Mm-hmm. That's when things are mastered. You don't master things on the microphone. You don't mm-hmm. master things when there's an audience. You master things when your eyes are closed. That's, that is a concept itself. That's when you grow. So when you open your eyes, you're ready to face your audience. Um, and, and that's why I'm so passionate about this.
2: See, you talked about basically uh, the. Uh, how would you say? You said apologetic? Is that what it is? Apologetics. Apologetics. Okay, so basically defending your faith, correct? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there are, there are people that obviously go around, they say, oh, you know, why are you Christian? Or why are that's you right. uh, Jewish? Why are you Muslim? All that stuff. But what about vice versa? What about when people actually go and they try to. Uh, tell people, you know what? Convert to Christianity or convert to um, Islam or whatever, whatever it is. But sure. go, ours is more of the Christian side. Why is it that people, even though they choose not to believe in God or they're atheist or they have a different religion, why is it that there are Christians out there that go and they
0: tell people to, you know what? Convert to our, our religion. I mean, that's right. Um, it's a very good question. Um, um, now, in the very basic level. When you have good news, you want to share it with people, number one, okay? Number two, I'd rather speak of God now than when they are, are in trouble and they're looking for answers. So, number one, what I want everybody to realize is it is out of love. Now, you can say, well, wait a second. How about Jehovah Witness? Is any doing out of love or the other one? No, they don't. Okay, uh, they come with a mission. I come with a commission. All right, so let me try to make sense out of that. Yeah,
2: because commission in my terminology <laughs> is, oh, yeah, is yes, something different, right? <laughs> right. Oh, that's right, real estate, right? You, yeah, you talk real about state. commission. I talk about the check. All right, all right, no, <laughs> you know, my you know, check? <laughs> let me Where's let, my let check? me Where's let me take
0: check? a second and, and say something here. One of the best things that I've experienced in my life is because I had to learn languages, you know uh-huh. what I do. I search the meaning of words that like probably you guys use it without like trying to figure out what does it mean what does it mean commission like where where do I get that word from yeah. Yeah. and you get to find out it's so wide it's so much wider than the little concept we have. so what is mission commission um, mission it's something that I personally have right for example, I have a mission that for me to earn somewhere very special in heaven. I'm a Jehovah's Witness. They have a certain number that I have to go and convert this guy to become a Jehovah's Witness. So I come with a personal mission. I didn't come for you. I just got here to take care of myself.
3: So they have to meet a quota basically.
0: Absolutely. I mean they have their level it's we can get into projects. I'd rather yeah. keep it to theology so and talk about stuff sales? like that. But Be- I'm just that saying
1: become sales though. Uh,
0: well, exactly. So what what's the what is commission? Let me tell you what commission is. Commission, it's a word that we get from, um, from the Bible when Jesus tells his disciples right before his ascension, says, uh, here's the great commission. I want you guys to go into the world, not, here's a key word, not to the world, but into the world and preach them the good news. Okay, so number two words. Number one, into the world. That means I don't knock your door. And without coming into your world, I tell you what to do. I don't do that. Christianity does not do that. I come into your world, whatever you're going through, whatever your world is, and I tell you, hey, but no matter how things are going, just remember one thing. If everyone, including myself, leaves you, forsakes you, forgets about you, I'm here to tell you there is a God who will never stop loving you. So I come with... A commission. I bring something into my mission. I'm not here for my mission, but I bring you what I was told to bring. Commission. I'm delivering a message. <clears throat> commission. Get it? So I come into your world and I tell you into your world, whatever you are, as a brother to you, I'm telling you, man, God loves you. Okay? So don't ever give up. If you ever feel like this is it for me, I'm here to remind you that it's not. So that. Number two, it says good news. news. You talk to anyone knocking your door. They have a formula, which is to scare the hell out of you, so you would accept them. Isn't that true? They'll, for example, go to the Americana, and uh, you'll see some Jehovah Witnesses, right, with their tracks and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Are you going to hell? Like, are you gonna burn in fire? You're like, whoa, okay, wait a second. So, they're trying, they will try to get your attention, scaring you. Get it? So, as of, okay, fine. It's a pitch, it's a sales pitch. Absolutely. So, you have the solution, and I'm going to eternal burning near fire, hell. So, yeah, I wanna hear you. That's not what Christianity is about. Christianity comes and says, I've got good news for you. I see. And then you say, well, wait a second, I don't need it. Okay, and I need it. What is the good news? And that's my commission to tell you whatever it's happening into my world could be happening into your world.
3: But why do you think majority of people tend to go to God, in a sense, when mm-hmm. they're in trouble, especially mm-hmm. when they're dealing with a uh, health issue? Like Absolutely. Something that can be life-altering or even, let's say, borderline maybe terminal. That's right. That's when you truly really see people. Well, now all of a sudden they're praying and they're going to church or they're they're that's so they're, true. they're seeking the word. Why is that? How come a lot majority of people don't accept it or allow it in their lives or be more proactive about it when everything is fine and dandy?
0: Yeah, um, that's a, a. It's a very. Besides a good question, that is a fact. Mm-hmm. Um, so that happens every day. I, I'm, a, I, I'm a chaplain. I get to visit hospital, hospice places, and I get to talk to people. And it's it's very funny as when they are independent. Okay, let me throw you another word. Just think about the word independence. Mm-hmm. So you split it. You had you have what in Dependent. Right, and then but we when you say independent, what do you think of? Like independent. I've on got nothing. Yeah. That's right. But the word means independence. Independence. Hmm. A misused word. Right? So what happens is this. Uh, we realize that I I am independent of myself. All right? So I can do all things. I I am a God. I have things under control. I got a solution for everything. I am independent. That means I only depend on myself. When the I fails, I immediately realize that I still need to depend on something or someone. Who do I depend on? Who's available to me? God. You will not go to God. When the I fails, the I independent, I reach out to my surroundings, right? I'll go to a doctor. I'll go to my friends, my my cousins, whatever you have. And then they can't give me a solution it gets to a point that well, I is dead, they have failed or they can't help, but I still need to depend on something. If not, I lose hope. So immediately, what is available to them? Everybody, everyone realizes something. There is there is a spiritual being inside of you that you have be you have been covering or denying all your life, saying that's just a feeling. And when those feelings fail, you realize feelings are gone, but that is still there. What is that? Oh, it's a spiritual being. So I am more than this flesh. I am more than some ideas. I'm more than just a heartbeat. So then you realize who's going to take care of my spiritual life. There must be God, man. There must be someone who's above all things. So they are talking about God without knowing God. I go to hospice centers, right? And they'll say, Are you a pastor? Yeah, I'm a pastor. Well, pray for me. I'm like, no, I'm gonna pray with you. They're like, but I don't know how to pray. I'm like, the problem, the good news is you don't you shouldn't know how to pray. You There's get no it? right or wrong e- way. Exactly. Of Jesus yeah. didn't come to say, you know what, if you play wrong, I'm not gonna bless you. There's no such thing. So so that what christianity is about it's so different and that's what i fight for as an evangelical pastor to say you guys i'm not sitting here telling you, you know what i brought your rules do you want to follow them and as an evangelical i've got traditions do you guys want to follow them it's none of that i don't think jesus no i'm sure jesus did not die for some traditions he did not die for some buildings. He didn't die so some people can donate and um, buy a few things in heaven. None of that. He, bought, he died for a relationship. You know what relationship means? Connection. I know our culture talks about the feeling side, right? Relationship. It's all about emotions. It's about feeling the moment. It's none of that. Relationship means connection. Jesus said, I'm going to connect you on the earth to the Father who is in heaven. So that relationship right there, it's only available through Christ who died on the cross, was risen on the third day, says, If you believe in me, there's gonna be a connection between you and God as Father and Son or daughter. That's how simple Christianity is. Now you're like, Whoa, that's a lot, it doesn't make sense. That's okay, <laughs> but I'm just, um, I'm trying to give a lot no, no probably no, 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 no. I'm giving a lot, but I should back up a little bit um but it's it's super cool, I mean it's very real see what i'm
2: what I'm curious about is this sure. now uh, the Bible itself um obviously there's the Old Testament and the New Testament, true, but as far as with the Jews and with the Christians, yes, is God the same person? yes, it's the same per- same exact person, yes, um, so why is it that they branch off all of a sudden, and why is it that um Obviously, the Jews killed Jesus when he was one of their own.
0: I like your questions, Obviously, no, Very no. good.
3: Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. you watched Passion of the Christ. Um, <laughs> twice. <laughs> you, twice. I did not. Get, did,
0: did I give you these questions to ask? No, no, you didn't. All right. I'm just, we, just we saying, right? Just no, saying. No, no, um, no, no, no. It's a great. So, So what happens is this. Our God and Jewish God, Elohim, it's the same God. Okay, so who's? Hold on. Oh, sorry, I'm. I'm I got. Sure. Oh, so who's Jehovah? Okay, very good. So when you say, again, <laughs> okay, none of this is scripted, people. No, no, yeah, this is perfect. When when I say God in English, Astvats in Armenian, Dios in Spanish, a Jewish person will say Yahweh, Jehovah. So Jehovah in English, in Hebrew, it's Yahweh, which is God. You got it. So when you say God. A Jewish people, a person would be sitting here and saying Yahweh. That we're talking about the same thing. Okay, so God's name is Jehovah. Uh, God is not a name. Okay, you got. Uh, you know what? It's like me saying "man." Man is not a name. translation. It's yeah. a translation. That's right. God has names. For for example, we call him Jahweh. But like, we, there are different names in Hebrew that we approach God to. But God is. It's not like there is someone whose name is God. We just refer to him as God, and in Hebrew it's Yahweh. So again. Jewish Yahweh and my Jehovah, it's the same God. I see, okay. But there in the in the Bible, Old Testament, there are prophecies says because we have failed in our sinful nature. Nobody is perfect around here. Don't hate me, and I know you don't have to invite me again. But nobody's perfect around this table.
1: Nobody.
0: And and I'm so happy that before this live you 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 said that. I, I felt very comfortable that yeah, I'm not. We're not competing perfection. We are learning from imperfection. That, that's, that's, that's absolutely awesome. Um, because we're imperfect, God says, I give you commandments. I'm sure you've heard of Old Testament commandments. Mm-hmm. So nobody could follow commandments. God says, you can't follow commandments. I'm not going to let this pattern of failure continue. So what I'm going to do is this. Now, this is going to kind of expand, stretch your your minds, but let's get it. I'm going to send my son, who is God. His name is going to be Jesus, who's going to die on the cross. And you believing in him, that death on the cross is the payment for your sins. God is like someone coming and saying, I paid for you. Boom, done. Jewish people are still waiting for a Messiah. Jewish people do not believe in Jesus. They're still waiting that someone is going to come. Okay, but when... We believe that he came. So when Jesus came to the Jewish people and said, I am the one that you guys are waiting for, right? You have prophecies. Prophecies means foretold information that someone will come. Jesus comes to the earth. Jews are saying, no, wait a second. This doesn't make sense because... If you're the Son of God, you're supposed to have a kingdom on this earth and free us from the Roman Empire.
1: Where is the foretold information
0: coming Old from? Old Testament. There are they are prophets. If you open the Old Testament, you have Isaiah, Jeremiah. There are different prophets where God has spoken to them, and they have told the people. And uh, even now, uh, Jewish people have a very sacred tradition to keep those um, prophecies. I mean, they, it's a complicated culture itself, and they're extremely conservative into that. Um, so we start with the same God. They're still waiting for the Messiah. We know Jesus is the Messiah. He came, he died on the cross, so we moved to the New Testament. Got it? So they're in the Old Testament. We start together... They are still in the Old Testament. We have moved to the New Testament. So did they they kill Jesus
3: because they were expecting Messiah and they thought he was impersonating Messiah? Yes, yes. It was blasphemy,
0: basically. Because they understood prophecy incorrectly. Their understanding of prophecy was, imagine, Armenians, right? We're going, um, whatever we have, the nation, uh, Turks are here. As it is are here, they're getting us. So there is a prophecy. Armenia says someone will come who will give you freedom, Armenians. So we expect someone who's going to come, kill the Turks, kill the Azeris, and make us this great nation. So Jewish people thought Jesus was going to do that for them. Get rid of the Roman Empire, like get them out of slavery, and boom, they are this big nation. Jesus comes, says, no, 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 you got this wrong. My kingdom, it's not on the earth. I didn't come to kill people, man. I came here to give you spiritual freedom. And my kingdom, it's not here. My kingdom is in heaven, which is eternal life. So Jews are saying, well, we're not really interested into that. We're waiting for someone to come and free us from the Roman Empire. Like we're just getting all the money we have and we're tired of it. right?" Come do the work. Exactly. Come and fight for us. Give us freedom, and we want to live in freedom. And Jesus says, well, I didn't come for that. Those prophecies were talking about eternal life, about heavenly kingdom, not kingdom on earth. So because of that, they call it blasphemy, and they crucified Jesus. And we believe that cross, it's not a symbol of success, but sacrifice. Um, I was doing a wedding um, a few months ago, and uh, you know how I get to share a little word with them. And uh, I, I asked the couple. I said, "If you go home, open your computer or, or phone, and search for the definition of love in Google. I mean, Google. It's our mastermind. You have. It <laughs> says you're not Google, but right, it's right there. I'm not. <laughs> right, it's, it's right there. But I'm just saying, if you were, if 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 I have my kid comes home and the teacher says, Go and find me a definition of love. Everybody talks about love, right? Peace, love. And where's the first source? Google. Right? We all do it. He's gonna go to Google and say, What is love? What is the definition of love? And no, you don't I mean, what do you have? Books you feel love. But can you define what is love? Definition of love.
1: It's like hard to define love you just gotta feel I'll it google it <laughs> crazy, <man>. that's <laughs> what i'm talking like, about why google love you know you
0: so if you feel if you search for the definition of love in google it will tell you what is wrong with our culture um, Interesting. Do you want to? No, I mean, we're um, gonna run that right now. You <laughs> should do it. If you search, if I'm accepting Google as the primary source to educate us in our generations to come, I can tell exactly what is wrong with our culture.
2: So it says, it says an intense feeling. Okay. Of deep affection. Okay. A, uh, a great interest and pleasure in
0: something. Okay. So split that. What's the first thing it says? An intense feeling of All right. deep affection. Perfect. So Google says love is an intense feeling
2: mm-hmm.
0: of deep affection. Of deep affection. So feeling and affection is love. Okay. You, you said that. You got to feel it, right? How do you commit to someone, to your wife? I mean, I'm, let's talk about me. How do I commit to my wife on based of feelings and affection? My feelings change, brother, every single day. My affections are up and down every single day. So imagine you have promised someone that I'm going to keep my feelings and affection right up here all for the rest of my life until God says, "Mm, you're done, you died. That is crazy. That is selfish. That is about me. It's not about you. You got it. So, you literally are there for me to feel those affections. And you know what happens? The first thing I'll say is, You failed me. Why? Because you do not meet my requirements of affection and deep feelings. So, what happens? Before you know, I, you know, I, I, absolutely. So, in my opinion, what is wrong with our culture and all this family, marriage stuff is that. Our definition of love has changed. Okay, so that's Google. Yes. Right. right?
3: What, what was it before Google? What was? Let, if, let f- me. From my understanding, sure. just to kind of clarify it, and I hope I clarified for others, what you were saying is basically the definition of love means it's a selfish, self gratification uh, where I'm fulfilling my own needs by loving you, mm-hmm. and when I'm done with this. Absolutely. feeling this selfish feeling i'm no longer uh, excited about it i, I fuf- i'm fulfilled and then don't you then get we're the done.
1: same love in return and that's
0: why it just continues to grow and grow that's why? my take on it. maybe sure. i'm wrong why 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 then is it something exclusive why 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 is it that you say the way i love you i'm not going to love anybody else like yes. other women are, are women, but you are the one for me. So I I will exclusively love you for the rest of my life, right? Yes. So uh, so what, what is it that makes that love exclusive? According Be- to this definition, literally, there is nothing that makes... That is why this definition brought another hashtag in the middle, which says friends with... Benefits. Why doesn't say a friends with commitment? Isn't that what marriage is about? Friends with sacrifice. Isn't that what family is about? Why is it that friends with benefits has replaced literally what the definition of love used to be? So let me tell you definition of love according Christianity, mm-hmm. which there is an entire war to get rid of that definition. Good. Definition of Christianity according to my Bible, the ones if you guys have a Bible at home, 1 John 3:16 says, He, Jesus gave his life for you. Go and do the same. I'm 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 interpreting. Okay. Jesus, he laid his life he gave his life for you. That is the definition of love. So you can go and do the same. So I'm reading the word sacrifice. Jesus loves, Jesus loves you even you don't even know about him. That is love. Jesus gave his life even if there is only one person in the entire universe who would say, fine, I believe you are the son of God. Jesus does not change his character of love, and he says, if you ever want to define love, it's in one word, sacrifice. I mean, just think about that. Feelings fail. What keeps this commitment alive, it's sacrifice. My affections will change. What keeps family together, it's sacrifice. My family went through so much, two countries changing, poverty reached up and down. What kept us together was not how much affection I felt, was not how pleasant was for me to be part of that family. Yeah, you don't have your wife saying, you know what, husband, I think our neighbor should be a better father for our kids. Why? Because he gives them more affection than you do. You're like, well, that's our culture right now in days. But this father spends 40, 60 hours a week sacrificing to provide for those kids. So which one is more important to you? Because the neighbor's feelings for these kids will change. Oh, that's a
1: hard question.
0: Oh, it is. Many but, but people today. I'm literally, I'm, I'm opening. About, to
1: me, that's a part of morals. Now like we're lacking as a society. It's not our people. It's not America. It's just, I think that's across the board.
0: It is. We have destroyed our morals. Yes. I, I say this with so much pain in my heart because my life I've dedicated to help us hopefully in the little, right in my, here, right now, to say, let's bring it back. Here is what happened. I love Armenian. I'm so proud to be Armenian. I think it's an honor for me to be an Armenian guy. Mm-hmm. I speak Armenian. I teach. I talk Armenian with my kids. I sing Armenian all the way. Here's what happened with us, okay? And and and, and this is the part that let's be very honest, not just honest. Because you're honest. We're like, ah, we shouldn't get there. Well, let's get there. You're on the white. <laughs> okay. <so. laughs>
3: what was the slogan
0: of the show again? I forgot, but let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Um I talk to a lot of our mean guys of our age, right? Yes. And um, it all starts with, like, hey, bro, like, so you don't, like, you don't smoke and you don't just, you know, uh, cuss around. You don't sleep around. So, And they have this knowledge, some of them, that I'm not brave enough to do these things. You're less of a man. You got it. Like, wedding, you're outside, of course, more outside than inside, Right. And the guys are there, and they're like, you know, just chill, especially a few drinks. And they're all macho men. like they qualify. They've gotten to that level of, I got this, right? And they're like, so, like, you want to smoke? I don't smoke. Hey, you don't? I don't. And they're like, and they will look at you as if you're not brave enough or strong enough, right? Like, uh, yeah, whatever. You got the point. But then my brain just switches around, says, no, because I am strong and brave enough, I can switch things around and say, that right there doesn't make me. That right there will break me. Okay, what you're you're doing now, I I preach against that, brother. And and here's where the conversation went around, where you have young guys, fathers, who will talk about who's been doing what behind the door, outside of the doors, right? Whatever you want to call Mm -hmm. that. They will never think that their kids will do that. All right, so let's put this together. So I'm men I'm enough, right? I go home and I tell my kids, hey, you know what? You should respect your mother while he's sleeping around. Oh, you know what? In this house, this is how we do things. So what they're doing is they're defending traditions, but they have forgotten about the morals because morals, you have to practice them.
3: You have to lead by example.
0: Traditions, you want to keep them. Morals, you have to practice them. So we have kept traditions. We have failed in our morals. What is that guy thinking while he's failing to this committed family to his wife, right? Yes. But he comes home, he preaches traditions. That's why he gets to the point the kid is like, Dad, guess what? Your traditions are fake, man, because your morals are not matching to this. Now, the greatest question of tonight that I can say is this. Where do you get your morals from? You said, well, I'm, you know, we are good men. According to who you are a good man? According to, according to who I am a good What is good? What is bad? You know, I, I talk to, I, I go to seminary, and we half of our students are international students from Africa, China, Korea, South America, and they'll you'll hear stories that is just uh, it'll blow your mind. Like you're right, I mean, raping an eighteen months old baby, it's prime money in Uganda. All right, but I'm just saying how how. Far have you gone from your morals, you men? If you, I can call you men. No more. Ex- so and then he can come and say, but wait a second, that's wrong for you. It's not for me. Like who are you to tell me? Isn't that what's happening in America? Mm-hmm. Who are you to tell me? Like I So yeah. what happens is this, we're saying there's I don't
1: think we're there though, Harut. I don't think I we're hope at not. That level
0: in America. We are going faster than we think there. Because as I said, we are still keeping some traditions. But we are killing our morals. So before you know, we'll be there without knowing. As I said, we're still keeping some traditions. But we have failed in arguing for our morals. So we're doing it out of here, not out of here.
2: By by traditions, basically, I'm assuming you you mean like... Religious traditions, or no, for example, tradition. Well, no, that's well,
3: right. <clears throat> no, as in like family <throat> traditions. Even the basic thing yeah, of yeah, the yeah. way we get married. Right?
2: All that stuff. Yeah. Like yep. for example, you get married. You know what? I want to have a zurna dhol at my wedding. Yeah, you go. You uh, talk to the, yeah.
3: the the parents, and then you know you, you hands them for their hand in marriage. They come meet your parents. Yeah, and then all that. The, stuff. the morning of the.
2: Uh, um, it's, it's, those it's based, are. It's basically old Armenian cultural traditions tradition. that yeah. that we that we basically keep because we, you know what we're Armenian. We want to keep it. Uh, we want to basically keep our tradition. But then the morals as far,
0: as far as what goes on in the background. That's what I'm saying. So what, what you guys mentioned, those are cultural traditions. Right. The zurna the is a cultural tradition. Mm-hmm. Doing the wedding, all that stuff. Those are cultural traditions. The moral traditions is in the relationship, in the connection between husband and wife. Mm-hmm. Um, as simple as... There is no connection in. It. I mean, I get to talk to couples before their marriage, right? And mm-hmm. like, when was the last time you guys asked the, like a real question? Not about the ring, not about the music, not about the DJ. Not mm-hmm. b- when when did you get together? You, you realize, right, that all this fun traditions will go away, cultural, and then your morals is what's going to keep you together. Afloat. When was the last time he you guys argued and you said, you know what, husband? I accept you as the authority in our house. They're like, what? Those are moral traditions. Not the cultural, not who does the shopping, not... I'm talking about real stub. when he has failed you. Why would you forgive him? When you should forgive him, how patient do you have to be with your wife? How how violent can you get in a house? So
3: where do you... Where do we learn these morals from, and how do we what know what's right
1: there or wrong? abuse? Physical be, abuse. There should be zero. Why is that? What do you mean? Why is that?
0: Why is that? No, uh, again, I'm. I'm oh he's my, my God! Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> for awful. the record, wait a minute. He, he, he's not promoting <laughs> oh, domestic no, no. violence by Try, any means.
2: The pastor is not telling us to beat our wives. No, 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 no. <laughs> never. never. I'm.
0: I'm. I'm trying to make you. Spe- I'm trying to help to expand on this because you have an Armenian guy sitting next to you saying, dude, you know what? In our times, this is how we did family, right? They're like, in their 60s, 70s, like, she doesn't listen to you, man? <laughs> exactly. I don't want And you're like, whoa. So you passed on a tradition to your son, right? This guy comes and says, you know what? Pastor, pray for my son because I feel like he's really abusing alcohol. You got to talk to him, please. He's young, you know, you're the one. okay. They invite me over for dinner, and this guy, the father who asked me to pray for the son, talk to him. He keeps serving him alcohol. (laughs) So what's the point of you going if you know that's what's gonna happen? Do you see what I mean? It's like your son is saying, (laughs) "Why aren't you drinking enough?" And then he says, (laughs) "And then then he says, if he's gonna drink, let him drink with his father." Like how dumb are we? If he drinks with you, he's gonna drink anyways. If he smokes with you, and, and uh, as I said, what I'm trying, it's in, I'm getting into the extremes, right? But, but we—that's not an extreme.
2: That's that's not an extreme at all. There's been people where I've known that where they said the father has actually given the son cigarettes and said, you know what, if he's gonna smoke,
0: smoke, smoke, what, what I'm whatever. giving you. No, no, yeah. no,
2: smoke what I'm giving you. Don't go out there and smoke. And it's
0: like it's for them, it's normal. And that's what I'm saying. So so we have we have. We're still trying to keep our traditions in our homes. And I love these traditions. I'm all for them. Right? The respect in our house. Uh, when someone, as simple as someone elder, walks in, you stand up, man. Yes. You don't, if you have guests over, I want my kids around those guests. Like, I don't care if you haven't played that game. I care less. We have guests. So we are here to welcome them into our house. Things like that. Very simple. And and But if I keep these traditions without explaining my kids the morals these traditions will fail me. You get what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's expanding the rule. It's explaining the rule or expecting rule without explaining them the benefit. Why is it that your father does not speed, Armon? Right? And he's like, my son, Joseph, it's all about rules. He's like, Dad, it's like 85, 85. I'm like, um, and, and, and I'm like, that's okay. He's like, oh, you're not going to get a ticket. I'm like, I will get a ticket. And then he asked me, then why are you speeding? I'm like, geez, like, dude, like, I thought I was the pastor, right? Like, <laughs> come down in the back. But, but you see how they are trying to learn between what that tells me to do and what that is doing. And that's the part we're saying, tradition morals. In my <clears throat> old conviction, we do have absolute truth. Absolute truth means you do not interpret it in the way you want to. That's called relative truth, where you take whatever it said, and you're saying, you know what? I'll give my own definition. So absolute truth is something that is set. I get and I defend that we get our absolute truths from God spoken in the Bible. Okay? So I go to the Bible, and I say, here are absolute truths. Our nation, American nation, was built... By taking these absolute truths and making them the rule of nation. Now, our fight, it's not on the rule of nations, but our fight, it's against where we are getting our absolute truth from. We're telling, you choose your truth, it's your truth, and we're fine with it. And that's why we are collapsing as a society. Where every, imagine right now us, um, my truth would be you know, to get out of here and do whatever I want, right? And who are you guys telling me what to do? And then he says, well, then I want my freedom. So I'm going to do what the second you use your freedom without the order rule, you are hindering my freedom. The second you're spitting, you're putting me into danger. So if we all follow the rules, we are free within the rules. There is no freedom outside of rules. That's the basic life. You are free within the rules. Within the, you're protected. You're pro, we are here to protect, you, to protect you as long as you're within the rules. Why? Because when you pass on the rules, when you break the rules, you are taking over someone else's freedom. So the Bible says here are some very accurate and absolute truth when it comes to family. When it comes to morals, the very first word that is defined in love is sacrifice. You can go three lives together if you have found your base of morals in the word sacrifice and not in affection or deep feelings. That is a failure. If you can love with sacrifice, you can live five lives together. So loving somebody,
2: I feel like it's a double edged sword. What if, for example, you sacrifice so much for your family? Your wife says, "I love you so much for so much you've sacrificed." Isn't your wife being selfish then? I love you. Say that again. I love you so much. Your your wife says, "I love you. I love you. I love you so much for everything that you've sacrificed for us." Is your wife being selfish then?
1: Um, No, it's being appreciative. Where is selfishness in that?
2: No, the fact that we were talking, you were saying, love is. Love is only supposed to be sacrifice. Is that what it is?
3: Yeah, but she's sacrificed she's, something no, no, no. as well in the marriage, right? Well, not, not that's just what by I'm, saying, that's what I'm saying "I love you."
2: That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm. I, for example, the the husband does everything. Mm-hmm. The wife doesn't do anything. When you say doesn't do anything, I did I don't did know. Yeah. You give birth, she, bro.
3: Is she raising <laughs> the kids? Is she? Jesus
2: Christ, <laughs> seriously. Women have a role, and they. Your well, wife, let me see. That's the thing. The role now, then. I mean, the
1: woman's role has changed through the years, and it's gotten harder. Are we going to accept that?
3: Well, see, he mentioned authority, right? When he said a couple minutes ago, when the couple came in, I said, "Do you understand that in your household, your husband has the authority,
2: right?" But a husband could sacrifice everything, but not love his wife. He could go to work. Mm-hmm. He could bring, pay the bills. Right. He could come home. He could basically. Go to go come home, go to bed, go to work, do the same thing over and over and over, not spend time with his family, not love his wife, not love his kids. It's but it's sacri- But he's sacrificing but it's his time. Ta- well, no, right, How right, many years right. are you going to do that? Right, well, that's no what man I, is going to do that. Well, here's a, well, involved. but you know what happens? A, a man could do it for so long, let's call it 10 years.
0: His kids grow up, he's not there for his kids, but all he does is he works, he comes home, he pays the bills. So, but let, let's he's, let's be clear on this. Um, so you're standing in front of each other. Just are, who's married? Are you? Are We're all, all married. All okay, all perfect. Married with kids So, all of us. oh sweet. Uh, so I'm I'm facing my wife and I'm telling her, uh, my love, I don't care if you're ever going to love me or not. So, but I promise you that I'm marrying you just to sacrifice my entire life for you. That's not true. That's not the point. I think she's going to like hearing that. She's <laughs> right, right, know, right, right. right. So, 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 here's here's a, here's a, here's a thing. It's when we are building a house on the sacrifice, moral, the word of God says, and this is a good thing to expand, there are two genders really oh yeah yeah would, right. we're in
2: we tw- we're almost in twenty twenty
0: I'm stocking the nineteen whatever well, right um <laughs> <the> male <1800s. laughs> male and female, and uh so you're so, where, where we get our rules, God says he creates men. Uh, in his image, so he has male and female, and it says when these two get married, they become one flesh. Um, a very practical way to understand what do you mean like one flesh is you know how like you look at your kids you're like, dude like this is your mom, this is your dad, this is your mom." So, literally, they are the fruit of this miracle of becoming one flesh. Mi
3: marmin, is that what you
0: mean? Okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, English, I mean, they call it one flesh. Yeah. So, um, for you to become one flesh, the idea is that we are 50-50. So, we, make, we complete each other. When it comes to sacrifice, we sacrifice for each other. We complete each other. Instead of we are 100-100, and let's see if we can complement each other. Our culture says, I'm so good. If you marry me, I'm going to complement you. You got it? As of, I don't really need you, but I'm going to add value to you. And that is already broken mentality. Well, see, that's what's happening nowadays. People are getting married for the wrong reason. Exactly. And that's where I'm getting that. I'm I'm looking at them and I'm telling you, it's like, babe, I'm going to add you to my Instagram page. like, what? I don't care. It's not like it's a compliment for me to on your Instagram page. (laughs) I'm just being. I'm. I'm, You have no idea of things I've heard. Okay, Instagram is. That's. that's, No, no. But it's as basic as that. Official.
3: You change your status on Facebook. That's
2: it. I know. I know. But I mean, that's a little bit. There's people that get married. For example, (laughs) the husband's family has a certain financial status, or there you go. And the wife marries into them, saying, "You know what? Opposite. Uh, Um. Or opposite. Or opposite. 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 That's right. Uh, They get married into it. They say, "You know what? I'm set. My husband's good. My wife is good." Uh, they'll take care of me financially but lo- a little bit lo- down the line a couple of years passes economy takes a hit husband or wife is not financially stable anymore what happens fights happen mm-hmm. uh, now see those are the things that's happening nowadays people are getting married for the wrong reason
0: that's right um the word family i'm sorry i don't i don't mean to sound smart i'm just saying okay but it, it's that's my job to my passion to get to make sense out of things <laughs> the word family family means a household of servants that's family yeah. the word familia in latin comes says you are a household of servants our society said we don't like that definition at all we are going to we're going to replace servants with partners we're a household of partners. So, for example, don't, people don't even introduce each other, right? Husband and wife. They're just partners. She's my partner. He's my partner. And at this point, it doesn't even matter if they're lesbian. They're just partners. Why? Because they're saying, you're not less than me and I'm not more than you. It sounds very sweet, yeah. right? It sounds nice. Very modern. We're equal. You know so What happened to the roles of life? Because men and women are supposed to have different roles in life. Exactly. so so and you're explaining it. So what we are saying is we're saying we're not families based on serving each other. Yeah. We don't like that. I don't want to come into a family and serve you. I wanna be partnered. That means I have my rights, you have your do you see how we are separ- we're still separate? We're just partners, right? As long as you respect me, I respect you. As long as you serve me, I serve you. As long this is partnership. This is not family, this it's is business. And it, it is. I mean, it's a it's a it's a contract which can be broken. It's not a feeling to keep it alive. But God, Bible, and our conservative moral says that's not true. Family is based on serving each other's needs. That is a family. Okay. What okay? if
3: one's needs supersedes the other family members? One has, Doesn't for example. Matter. Let's say there's 10 needs, right? One takes over eight. The other ones are left with two. They have to compromise so much because one of...
1: Armand John, that's fine. I mean, I'll look at it in my life, in my family. I mean, just like you said, I maybe do four out of the 10 that it takes Mm -hmm. in my house. And I admit to it. Yes, I do win a little more of the bread, a little more of the bread. Because today you won't find too many families that have only one person working. Right. And without the help of my wife, it would be difficult. Mm -hmm. So when she's actually working, maybe not as many hours as me, maybe not bringing exactly the same I am, but she has to come home and help with the kids. Because once I get home, I'm done. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. She still cooks. She still cleans. She still does the laundry. Do I help? Yes, I help a little bit. But you can't say, we're partners. We're not partners. She's my wife. I'm her husband. Exactly. And, and
0: here's the thing. When you don't, if she does it as a checklist, that's a partnership. Do you see what I mean? Exactly. I, I, have, I, have, I have gotten to my house and said, I look at my wife. I worked full day, right? And she's been with the boys. And that, to me, it's, it's, it's all work. my, like, you can't compare that. me going to an office. I'm like, you, you, I'll take care of this. Like, I got it. You don't think in the sense of a checklist. Well, wait a second. What is the... Listen to me. I'm so happy that we are letting go some of this fake traditions that were built on that context of society. I'm so happy for that. What I'm sad about is we're also letting go of the morals they had you see what I mean? So, for example, who cares who washes the dishes, right? Oh, like now people are like, come on, dude. Yeah, aren't you a man? I mean, come on. Like, you know, she's look that to me sounds you may be traditional Armenian, right? Or tradition. I'm the man like I don't get to do that. That's pure tradition. That is a partnership. My checklist. Forget it. I don't have a checklist with my wife. Nothing. That, a household of people serving each other, period. If we can bring that back into our communities, if we can bring that back into our homes, I tell you, not only we will hopefully eliminate all this divorce um, epidemic going on. What do you blame for all that? As I said, it's we failed in our morals. Wait, at what point? Do you see, like, people that came
1: from Armenia, don't forget, they had 70 years of atheism. True. True. Sure. Now, those people, like you said, your family was after the fall of Soviet. Sure. No, your before, family yeah, went even even before the, the church. Even before, that's right. Not too many people did. And for 70 years, there was no religion to speak of. That is now, true. Now, people who were in Lebanon and Iran, they kept a religion. Mm-hmm. And they kept a language because of the religion. Mm-hmm. But not in Armenia. You're and absolutely unfortunately, right. Unfortunately, ninety-one when there was people going to war
0: in mm-hmm. Harabaugh.
1: Mm-hmm. Majority of them were not baptized. Mm-hmm. They would literally get baptized in a dark church
2: and go out into the mm-hmm. battlefield. Do you think that uh, religion has become
0: more of a tradition than it has an actual moral? Yes. That's that's what I. That's the guilt that moves me every single morning to get up there and be a better me, to go out there and say, you know what. I'm not here to give you a list of to dos and say if you're Christian, these are the traditions. This is what makes you Christian. None of that. Absolutely none of so that. So then, what
2: would you what would you consider, in essence, a good Christian? Then, I mean, see, for example, I could I could maybe speak for the three of us. I don't think any of us go to church every Sunday. I don't think any of us read the Bible. I don't think any of us, um, you know, uh, practice religion. Religiously, <laughs> in the tradition, uh, in the a, in a traditional I don't think way, you have to. Yeah, I, I personally don't think maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm sinning, I don't know, but I personally don't think. I mean, there are times where you know, at night I'm laying down and I go, you know what, let me thank God for today. Be- before I forget, let no, me no, thanks, no, yeah. let me thank God for today. Like, literally, the other day I was laying in bed, I was like, you know what, Matt, let me say a hydrant before I go to Beautiful. bed tonight. Yeah, so I'll, it's not like I'll do it every single night, that's fine, but in inside me there is still like you were saying there is somebody that there is something that you feel now am i religious to the point where i'll go to church i mean i i'll have to admit i don't go to church every sunday i there are times i'll go in i'll light a candle i mm-hmm. i'll pray i'll say you know what thank you god for everything and there's always three things i pray pray for health happiness and prosperity those are mm-hmm. the three things i'll always I'll mm-hmm. always say but what is a what would you define as a good christian am i do you consider what the three of us are as far as, you know, not going to church every Sunday and not, you know, reading the
0: Bible religiously, bad Christians? No. Um So there are three requirements that you would have to meet to be a Christian. Three of them. Okay, um, I gotta, I gotta um, and and none of these three have anything to do with doing but being. Okay. Right? All right. So that idea of if I don't, if I tell you here are three things, if you don't do, you're not Christian, or if you do, you're Christian. Then literally, I'm not different than me sitting here have a maybe a political agenda and tell you, you know what there are things you're supposed to do for your country. I'm not here to promote that. I'm so again three things. So you'd be number one, Jehovah's
1: Witness. If you did that one,
0: pretty much someone is listening to me, man. Wow. So number one, you believe in God. Okay. Number two, you believe that someone paid for your sins. And that someone was Jesus Christ who died on the cross, was reason, and he's your Savior. He paid for your sins. Okay. And number three, you believe in eternal life. So, I believe that I will spend eternity in heaven. There are three things. I believe in God. I believe in Jesus Christ who died on the cross for when he was dying on the cross. There was a name in his mind. It was my name. That's he, how, even though it was oh, absolutely. 2020 He's years God. ago. Absolutely. He, that's why nobody else, no Muhammad, no uh, a chubby guy in India, nobody died for you. <laughs> nobody had you in mind. Everybody said, I'm going to die for you. So come worship me and do things for me. Christ says, I'm dying for you so you don't have to do anything. That's called grace. That's called mercy. He dies on the cross, says, I'm dying for your sins, man, so you don't have to work up your righteousness, but you're made righteous. All you have to do is say, God, I can do this. So I surrender, man. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. He says, I love you, man. I died for you. That's grace, undeserved grace. So, I believe in God. That means I'm not coming from a monkey, neither, you know, things happen, and then boom, bam, boom, and whoa, you know, this guy's here. God had a perfect plan in his mind even before I was born. There is God. There's Jesus Christ who died for me. And there is eternal life in heaven. Otherwise, nothing makes sense. So is it a sin if you
2: basically turn around and say, you know what, I don't believe in Noah's Ark?
0: No. Believing in Noah's Ark. I'm sorry, if you don't believe in Adam and Eve. No, that's, again, what takes you to heaven is Christ. It's not what you believe in you don't believe. So, for example, I
2: mean, the Bible itself is,
0: there's people that say don't call it a book, correct? We call it a living book. The living breath of God. Was it
2: during our podcast we talked about this as far as don't call the Bible a book? Mm-hmm. It was, uh, that's uh, it that's
0: was, a tra uh, sure. I mean okay. tradition. What? Sure, anyway, don't call it a book. But
2: there are I I, I feel like I, I feel as I feel Can like I a, ask you a question. Sorry, good job, bro. Yeah. Uh
1: what would you say if someone says God is a higher power?
0: God has is the higher power. Sure. Again not the, you God, wouldn't hold that against any. Let me tell you again, God has higher power he's not higher power god has higher, higher. Power. all power is almighty god is not a power god is not an energy god is not a concept god is not intellect god is not a book god has this attribute just like we do right it's if i send you a letter if i send you a text message you can't call harut is a text message no Haruti is a person who sends you a text message. So that's, for example, um, Hinduism or all these Asian religions, right? Mm -hmm. They will will keep claiming that they have access to higher powers, yoga, meditation, new age religions, where they will connect you to higher powers. God says, dude, what is wrong? I, I came to you so you don't have to come to me because you cannot come to me. So... I died on the cross I became men so you could see touch believe and trust me. So God is not a higher power God has the highest power. His almighty God.
2: Hard question for yeah, you as far as of the, course you, you you know you brought up the cross um, Yes. you know God, God uh, Jesus dying on the cross. Well the cross during the Roman times was a punishment. Absolutely. It was basically something where if you committed any sort of Theft, murder, anything like that—you were yeah. punished by being nailed to a cross, yes. and you were hung there until you died. Yes. How did the cross become a religious symbol, in essence? I love it Good because it's—it's it's something where it was—it was, it was actually—it wasn't something that was celebrated. Celebrated. Now yes. people they use it as a symbol,
0: and obviously they, they cross their hearts. That's right. That's right. So I mean,
2: how? Where did that? Where did that come into factor?
0: Um, That is the symbol of our salvation. So uh, I I said something when we started uh, cross. Unfortunately, it's being used as a symbol of success, and it's not. People make money under the cross. People, People have made power authority, right? We spoke about kind of Roman Catholic Church and different things that has happened where people have used this. But for God... Cross was a symbol of sacrifice. So this is what I want you to think of. Uh, Cross, it's the highest and the worst means of punishment, right? So you're put to death in the worst manner ever. So the idea of cross is to say, look, we all deserve to be on that cross. For our sins. Exactly. But then he said, no, I will be on that cross. I will pay for your sins. All you have to do is accept that was for you. And then what do I do? Nothing. Wait a a second. Do I I have to go to church and follow these things? He says, going to church is where you grow. Praying is when you speak to me. Praising, worshiping is when you express your gratefulness to me. But I didn't fight for, I didn't, it's like me talking to my sons, right? When I give them that gift, I'm like, all right, here we go. Say, thank you, thank you. Um, dance around for me. It's none of the, if they do that, they bring joy to my heart. I am appreciated, right? That's when relationship, but I didn't do it for that. I care less for that. For me to see my kids smiling, that is it. The heart of the father is satisfied. When you're saying, Lord, you died on the cross I should have been on that cross. You went to that cross. When I accept that, Father says, I'm gratified. You accepted my sacrifice. Now, as a response, the things that you mentioned, you said, well, I don't go to church. Maybe I don't read the Bible. Maybe those are reactions. Those are not actions. Meaning, doing those things is not what makes you Christian. When you're a Christian, as a reaction, you do those things. I see. Get it? That's the place where you grow. That's the place where you create a community. That's the place where we pray for each other. We keep each other accountable. That's where we build relationships. That's where we talk about what we are talking about right now here. It happens in my church every single day. But as far as the the cross
2: being a symbol of
0: Christianity, why the cross? Uh, Because it was for that day, for the time of Christ. That By the way, that that method of sacrifice comes from Persians. Correct. Well, so when the Roman Empire goes, they're seeing all this, whatever they would go, the Persian Empire, to make a statement. They would kill others and just put them on poles, right, or just to crucify them. Uh, and number one, the hands of crucifixion was a symbol of surrender. So basically you have no choice but to bow to the Romans or to, to bow to the higher authority, right? Would you do it? No. Well, I'm going to make you do it. So your hands are up right you're just in the down. it's in a position of you Inferior got it. We, it exactly not I'm not willing but here we go yeah. i died bowing down to the higher power so jesus comes says you know what instead of you doing all that stuff i did it for you so um l- listen um my brother's friends when god comes into someone's life when i'm talking about real god relationship he takes things that are broken things that means darkness and failure to me and he turns them around to life relationships that are truly broken there is no hope for this people okay it's it's bad we've gone too far and before you know they're saying you know what Not my way, not your way. Let's do this God way. And before you know, God comes into a dead relationship, broken relationship, and he turns that symbol of death into a symbol of victory. He comes into a nation, changes into a symbol. So God has the power. All we have to do is allowing him to be on the throne. So when you talk
3: about that, how do you... Well, there's two... I have so many questions, but... One, one I'm is, talking too much. No, I just slowed down, so I'm sorry. One is one is about when a lot of people these days say, Well, I'm not religious, I'm spiritual. Yeah. And when you talk about God comes in and flips things around, yes. how do you explain that to a for example, you know, a parent uh-huh. that's dealing with the child who has an illness that cannot sure. be cured. How do you, how do you explain that to them for them to understand? Well, there is a purpose, a reason behind this. Is yeah. my child being sacrificed yeah. for something bigger yeah. that I, as a parent, cannot see? Or uh, so it's kind of two questions. It's
0: and, a, it's a, you know. it's a deep question. I'm, I'm going to be very honest with your audience, um, and I'm, I'm going to give you a life example from my life. Um, when our first son was born, Joseph. Uh, and it's so funny that I share this as a testimony. And I'm not sharing this as a bad news. I'm sharing this as a victory news. Our son is born. <clears throat> he gets to an age, and before you know, I've never heard the word of autism and comes into our family your your son is not going to speak your son is not going to walk your son is not going to run a, uh, you know ride a scooter you're it's a no 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 it, it was it was for almost a few months it was just it was what you were saying are you punishing me like i've i've spent my entire life serving you and trying to give hope others i'm hopeless what is going on here right <clears throat> and i'm going through that in my life and then I'm reading the Bible. There is this story where um, Abraham, in the Bible, Old Testament, uh, it says he was sitting in his tent, okay, old school tent, and he's complaining to God. He's saying, God, I'm rich. I've made my money. I have power. I earned my power. So he's telling all these things to God, but Abraham had a problem. He could not have a son. And for Old Testament, you don't have a son? Dude, You failed, right? You can have 20 girls, but you don't have a son. That was a failure of relationships. So what do you do? You go find yourself other wives. Hopefully one of them will bear a son for you. And that's it. So he's in a tent complaining to God. He's saying, what's going on? Like everything I've earned, it's, it's through my means, right? The only thing I asked you was to give me a son. You're not. And God says, okay, listen to me, Abraham. Get out of your tent and look to the sky, okay? He gets out of the tent, he's looking at the sky, and there are stars. God says, I promise you that I'm going to give you this much of generation to follow. I'm going to give you endless generation of children. And that, to them, it was the greatest riches you can have. Sons and daughters. So I'm reading this story. And I literally, I felt like God was talking to me. I put down the Bible, and I'm saying, whoa. <laughs> it was, I, I immediately replaced Abraham in the tent complaining to God with myself. I, I bought my house. I worked my way up. I've done it all, right? The only thing I asked you was to give me a son. And look what happened. Complaining. And God says, wait a second, buddy. First of all, get out of that mentality that you've done it all. Get out of there, okay? You didn't earn all this. I didn't give you health. You could have done nothing. I don't give you brain. You could have done nothing. I didn't give you abilities. You could have done nothing. So, make up. Just get out of this. I got this mood, okay? The ego, the ego, the I, the great. You know, iPhone, iPad, where we're just the I. Get out of that capital I minimize it and then look to God and let me tell you something I got out of that tent and God said I want you to enjoy every single day with your son those were the stars you know what I would do I would get out every single night look up find the star and I would name a star with a blessing with my son I would get up there Crying my heart out, I would say, I see a star. Lord, I thank you for giving us Joseph. And the next day I would get up and say, Lord, I thank you so much for giving him the ability to see. And the third day, Lord, thank you so much for giving him the ability to smile every single day. In about less than a year, everything that these doctors have said about my son uh, failed. He became the best scooter rider. He became this kid who matched and exceeded all his special ed classes. He he just transformed because I think at one point I learned my lesson that when we get into our comfort zone, we think this is all me. Then whatever I cannot do, I complain it to God. God is like, first of all, you don't believe in me, so why are you complaining? <laughs> Have you how many atheists you've sat down with? Well, right, if there is God, why something bad? You don't even believe in God. Why are you blaming him? So go figure it out. So you are naturally not only believing God, you are crying out in a sarcastic way saying, if there is God, help me now. Right? That's the true feeling. And uh, I talk to families and I tell them, look, I don't know why you're going through what you're going through. I talk to your audience I have no idea what you are going through, whatever you're going through. But I can give you two options. Number one, you could be going through this without God. Just don't believe in God. Go find your way. Right? If you don't believe in God, so you're by yourself. Go figure it out. Number two, let me tell you something. Bring God into your problem. And God will turn this around into a victory. You get it? So two options. Go deal with it. Go deal with my son. There's no God, so I have to figure out. My kid has this problem. How am I going to do it? Number two, bring God into it. And he just, he heals. He brings this victory. He brings joy in the sorrow. He brings, he changes the entire picture. I am a living testimony of that. Man, My mom passed away. As a saint, and I say this because her last words was, I can't wait to meet my Savior, Lord Jesus Christ. Leave eternity until one day I'll see you guys again. Now, whatever I just say, take out God and eternity. What do you have left? A meaningless life. You bring God and everything has a meaning. And that's what I preach about. I'm not saying you're not going to face difficulties. I'm not saying you're going to face them. The difference, there is God with you. So choose. Do you want to face them by yourself or not? At this point, what I'm offering you is not only He's going to face with you, but He's going to show you things that you will never, otherwise you will never see miracles joy how do you explain joy in the midst of so much pain that's what god does how do you explain hope when things are hopeless that's exactly when god comes in mm, i hope powerful. i was able to say a little that's bit very
3: powerful no of course how about the religious spiritual difference when people say well i'm not sure i'm, I'm spiritual i believe in a higher power i just don't label it by god or by
1: well, that's pretty much how with the same question i had but yours makes much more sense i mean the higher power mm-hmm. that's pretty much what i meant he's right a lot of people come to me with that yeah spiritual well, they believe in the higher power now what is the higher power is the main question
0: um i'm i'm telling the name of the higher power i'm telling you where to find him i'm telling you how to have a relationship so i'm literally giving i'm giving a person into that higher power so either you believe it or you just don't Makes sense so i'm telling you where the source is of this so believing in a higher power is recognizing that i don't have it all right Mm. let me let me give you a concept there is no such thing as darkness. I've preached about this many Sundays. There is no such thing. Darkness means the absence of light. Literally. there is no you, you cannot measure darkness, can you know? But you can measure the speed of light, the force of light, the temperature of light. So light is measurable. Darkness is just emptiness. So on the other side, you have faith. Faith, atheism or whatever you say, right? it's not a thing atheism it's the absence of faith it's fear atheism is fear it is so let's 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 switch that so fear fear it's the absence of faith when you don't have faith you fear when you have faith you don't have fear so fear itself does not exist you get it again so darkness does not exist darkness it's the absence of light fear it's the absence of faith when you have someone saying oh my god like i'm 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 afraid of it. How am I I supposed to do that? You're not as simple as you're going to take an exam. You're like, oh, my God, I'm afraid. No, if you had studied enough, you would have faith enough that no matter what comes my my way, I'll take care of it. So you don't fear, right? Hmm. It's the same idea. Faith, it's just the absence of faith. Fear, it's the absence of faith. Faith. So, what I'm preaching every time that I can is to tell them, hey, instead of trying to deal with fear, understand fear, right? Like, it's this beautiful society. Like, when you understand, when you can define fear, you will not fear. Like, what? That's not true. When you understand, when you, um, When you find out or you get the knowledge of yourself, you will not be afraid. I disagree with that because you're defining nothing. Nothing has one definition. Nothing. On the other side, you're not giving me the source. You're saying higher power. If anyone comes and says, you know what? I'm not religious. I'm spiritual and I believe in a higher power. Number one, me too. I'm not religious. I do believe in a higher power. What's the difference between us? We start together. We both recognize that I don't have the higher power. There is a higher power. The difference is I've found who yeah. that higher power is or who has the higher power. That's literally, that's the only difference.
3: So the important thing is to believe in a higher power and believe that um, you are not the higher power. There's somebody, that is right. Whether... You call it God or whatever spiritual being you could put a metal container and pray to it. As long as you have faith in a higher power, that's to me sounds like that's more important than not having faith.
0: Not really. Um, here's the thing: your your faith will fail you. Make sense? Um, you you not only have faith, but you have to place your faith on the right person or on the right thing right Mm -hmm. if not they will fail you um i i I get to talk to people who just got out of jail i'm like hey listen you realize your family depends on you you got this well you know i have faith on myself right i'm gonna do better i'm gonna do this okay you got it so a day or two a month and a few months after i get a phone call well you know he's back and i go and i visit i'm like dude what happened like we talked about this right you said you were gonna change Well, I, you know, yeah, and I'm saying, well... How does that make you feel? Huh?
1: How does that make you feel that you put that time into that person, yet your hours of work, and that's work. You spend a lot of your Mm -hmm. energy, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's considered work.
0: Uh, I'll take energy, not work. Um, I, I think it's the worst career that anyone can choose in this world is to be a pastor. It's the greatest calling in this world. So this, if I were to accept what I'm doing as a career, um, it doesn't doesn't pay me well, uh, doesn't treat me the best. Uh, hours are 24 hours a day. Ask my wife how many nights I'm out there, like all over the world, like from traveling, visiting hospitals, jails, schools, um, hospice centers, churches. Uh, Anyways, it's, it's really wide what I do. The 401k isn't good at all, huh? is it? Uh, no. <laughs> but they don't but match it. if I were to ever approach what I do as work, I have failed. Yeah. If I were to approach this as a calling, oh, man, I'm the most successful guy in this world. Because I'm um, so... So I go to this person, and we're just sitting face-to-face. Listen, what happened? Well, I'm sorry, Pastor, and you know, I really tried, and... And, you know, I thought I got this, but I promise you next time, like next time, what? You you had that next time, yeah. right? And I'm saying, here's a problem. You put, you placed your faith on yourself. Would you pl- keep placing your faith on what has failed? Would you place your faith on the Starbucks cup? You're like, you know what? Without even drinking, I'm going to get energy from you. Like what? That is no. you take that, you take that can and probably put water in it, boil it, put some spaghetti in there and eat it. That would do better than placing it as a God. But God has the... Now, we believe in the Holy Trinity. If you go to an Armenian church, in a Christian church, we believe God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Three in one. I don't expect us to get this concept right away. Three God, but it's a one God. Father, Son Hanun what are we proclaiming is our God is God Father, God Son, and Holy Spirit. Listen to this when Jesus is dying on the cross, after that he says, "When I go to heaven, right I'm gonna send someone that is gonna be with you until we meet again. Holy that's Spirit. someone amen, that's someone it's the Holy Spirit. It's not your conscience that's A lot of people confuse that with. When I feel guilty, it's the Holy Spirit. No, the Holy Spirit helps you to feel guilty, but you feeling guilty, it's not the Holy Spirit. When you're saying, well, it's a miracle, how? where did I, and that person got out of jail. I said, the only reason that I'll meet with you again is if there is a Bible in front of us you've placed your faith on yourself, you keep failing. So I'm, I'm, what I'm challenging you is this, for the sake of your wife, your children, I want you to place your faith on God. To learn God, you're going to read that Bible. And and then now he comes and says, you know what, I see people around me, and they're using it, right, like smoking, whatever. And he's like, I, I want to feel it. And I'm like, Lord God, please help me to get out of this. He's like, Pastor, Like, there's this thing comes on me. I'm like, that thing has a name, man. That thing is the Holy Spirit of God. What happened is instead of believing on yourself, you not only recognize there's a higher power, but now you know him. Now he's in you. Now there's a relationship. What is a relationship? Connection. Yeah. So would you say, now my understanding,
1: Yes. the higher power that people feel inside, uh-huh. they just haven't connected the dots.
0: Yes. To make the Holy,
1: the Trinity.
0: There is a promise in the Bible that says God does not want anyone to perish. Perish means choosing the wrong wrong path and ending into darkness. But he wants everyone, everyone is welcomed, everyone to find life in him. So he is around you. He's constantly working around you, helping you and and calling you, getting your attention here and there, stuff like that, until hopefully one day, he's not only around you, but he's inside of you. Yes. Uh, Har, we have some questions. Um, of course. Going
2: back to what you were saying as far as work, uh, career, and all that stuff. Yes. Uh, Alex has something that relates to... What's up, Alex? Something like that. Uh, he says, why do most Armenian churches charge for marriages and christenings, etc.? You just call and they give you a price list like as if it's a menu. Uh, I'm sure if you didn't set prices for people... Um, I'm sorry, hold on. I'm sure if they didn't set prices, people would still give money. Nothing is free. But setting
0: prices is wrong. Um, so, Alex, number one, um, <coughs> I I absolutely agree with you. Number two, uh, keep speaking out. Keep speaking up. Okay? Do not... Be afraid of expressing yourself. You're not going against a church. You're not going, no, no. You're not going against God. You're going against the way we do things in the church. So um, I agree with him. Um, I cannot tell you why our sister churches do what they do. I can tell you what I do. I do not charge, if you want me to marry you, come on over. I do not <laughs> charge for, um, and I do about six sessions of counseling with them. We get into it, the Bible and life and religion, all the way. But see, wait. The thing is, sorry to cut sure. you off. No, oh, no, 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 please.
2: The, the church in Burbank, the yes. Sturprevondian Church, beautiful church. Yes. Um, I think it's the facility that, that's what people are going towards. So I was going to say that. So let this. me ask you this. Let's say, for example, you're saying, okay, somebody comes to you and says, I want you to marry me as my pastor. Yes. But in order for them to be married inside that church, you so have to the, pay. So
0: the church facility will charge you. We'll say, for example, for us to um, get the lights on, get some security out there, right? Whatever, whatever they do, just like you don't go to Banquet Hall, be like, hey, the owner is Armenian. Like, what's up, man? It's like, yeah, but I pay for the food. I pay for the electricity. But so let's
2: not compare a Banquet Hall to a church
0: wait a second, but he's saying church is business, and that's what I'm comparing to. He's saying there's a money, so there's a money for food, there's a money, I'm sorry, there's a money for a banquet facility, there's a money for a building, all right? Let's get this clear. Right now, we are a church. What do you mean? Again, I'm going back to the source. The Bible says if there are two or three in agreement, I am there. We are a church. So the building is not the church people we are the church we get together in a building if that building for maintenance needs to be paid for as i said that's the church when a couple comes to me and says oh pastor how much does it cost i'm t- I tell them two things number one i don't take care of the building there's an administrator talk to the administrator administrator says well you know for example, our cost is, I don't know, give a number, $500. That means we provide this, 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 this. And they come to me, they're like, how much do we pay you for doing this? I tell them, uh, nothing. How much? How about this? You guys spend time with me. You have given me the opportunity to serve you guys through the most important season of your life. You have given me the greatest opportunity to serve you as a pastor. That is a payment. Now, you're going to be like, well, wait a second. Then how do you survive? There are couples. I've said, Pastor, this check. I have no idea what you're going to do with it, and I don't even know what's in there. This is for you. I've uh, so again, let's speak, let's honest. You go and check all the couples that I've married, or our evangelical church has. They'll come to us. How much? We don't have a price. Why? Because for us, it is an opportunity household to serve each other there is no price for that so usually i crack them a joke i'm like you can't afford me so i'm not going to put price on it um but uh, but but that is exactly i am responsible for what i do guys i I, i'm not here you know what i mean i'm not i i don't represent everybody i represent myself i represent my church and i'm telling you my my church our pastors me as a pastor I have no price for funerals. I have no price for weddings, for baptisms, for preaching. I have none of that. The church itself, have, do pay me a salary to say, because we understand you have needs and you have given your entire life to help us promote the gospel and Christianity, here's a paycheck. So go pay your bills. Don't Don't worry about doing anything else. Just do this. I am so grateful for that. Can uh, we get into... Th- oh, you go ahead. Are we losing I, our audience? Am I no, am I talking no, too much? That, Tell oh me, man, hey, no, fix no, me I'm, up. Ev- everybody's I'm, fixated on... I mean, yeah. They're not even <laughs> asking questions there, so... Just watching. So my,
3: my question, I want to go back to the uh, conversation we had about morals, because yeah. the moral compass is still what I'm not certain about. Where, yeah. where do we... Um, how do we figure out, okay, what's the right and wrong? Mm-hmm. Wh- wh- where do we learn our morals from? Because mm-hmm. not everybody reads the Bible. That's right. And there's a lot of people who may even read it and question it. So that is they're right. not necessarily going to be receptive to it. Yeah. Um, how do we determine the right and wrong within our own family morals and That's our right. upbringing? Because apparently from the conversation we had, the cultural traditions... Mm-hmm is not what helps us sustain our family values. It's the morals, right? That is right. So can you kind of elaborate on that? Yeah. And um, in terms of raising children and do we, obviously we want to lead by example and live by example, but at the same time, how do we as a parent know that what we're doing is, is actually right and mm-hmm. we are teaching them the proper
0: mm-hmm. morals. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, that's the ultimate question. That is the question to answer. And uh, that, that is when everything else uh, makes sense. That's why we have a church. That's why we have Bible studies. That's why we have pastors. That's why we have teachers. That's why we go to an entire master's in divinity, getting doctorate. It's because we take the Bible... We study the context of the Bible, and and then we take that and bring it to our context and saying, this is how this ultimate truth should be interpreted now in days, and out of that interpretation, we fix our morals, okay? Here's what's, what's happening. You may believe in God and say, I've never read a Bible in my life. And I'm okay with it. You see what I mean? I believe in God. There is God. I don't read the Bible. I don't go to church and all that stuff. You're missing out. Because when we get together, uh, what do you call it? Iron sharpens iron, something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, In that sharpening process, think about this. The only way for you to sharpen is when you let go. Mm -hmm. Isn't that true? you become less but you become sharper that's what education does to kids they go to I'm hoping they go to school right and he's saying you came flat that's not what common core said but <laughs> no, i'm going to be sued by Burbank or glenda um unifies no 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 i'm just saying no they do they Hey, they're doing good. Uh, they go flat. Mm-hmm. And they are telling these kids there are things that you have to start let go. If not, I cannot add to it. So you're, be- you're knowing less, but now you're knowing the right thing. We're getting, you know, the thing that I z- I'll give you an example, okay? I-, I like lifestyle. So imagine my kids are building um, a Lego. So I come home and I got a new Lego, right? And in those boxes, there are like 200 pieces in there. And my son says, oh, you know, that thanks so much. So let's start working on it. I give him one condition. You know what it is? I will not open this box of new Legos unless the old one goes away. Why is that? Because if you mix one or two pieces of the new one to the old one, the picture is not perfect. Mm -hmm right Mm -hmm. so first before you receive you have to learn to let go it's kind of saying make room for the new one to come so why do we go to church why do we get our morals we people come to church with already their set of morals traditions idea understanding all this stuff principles and we're telling them look this is a two-way street you let go as you receive the new one okay where do we get that from it may sound too simple, but it's powerful. The Bible,
3: but but then I hear so many people say, "I'm like." For example, I'll ask somebody, "Well, why do you? How did you choose that particular church?" Yeah. Well, because I went to three other ones, I didn't like what they were preaching. How are well, they? Pre- that. They're all, that, they all no, preaching
0: the same. The same no, Bible? but that's what I'm saying. Um, you you for example, right? Imagine this. I, I if I am not faithful to the Bible. I can interpret it in the way I want to, right? Hey, um, Bible spoke about slavery. Solomon had a thousand wives. I mean, there are some crazy stories, but what happens is you have preachers who are not faithful to the source. You have doctors who are not faithful to the teachings. You have lawyers who are not faithful to the law. You have police officers who are not faithful to their oath. You have preachers who are not faithful to the Bible. They will take this Bible and interpret it in the way they want to. They ignore context. They ignore the real teaching. They ignore historical teaching. So we go through this entire filter of process before I tell you guys, this is what 1 John 3.16 means. When God said, I love the world, is, is that, does that include the deers and the bears? Does that include the insects? Does that include the cl- What is the world? You're like, whoa, wait a second. So what do you mean So God so loved the world that he gave his only son? And I'm saying after years of studying, this is what it means. You mean the world to God. Howard, let me ask you
2: a question. Yeah. You just basically said that there are preachers out there that will translate it into whatever they... Incorrectly. Bel- incorrectly, correct? So yes. basically call it lost in translation. Yes. Do you think any of the stories
0: inside the Bible were ever lost in translation? No. Why? Um, so this is how it comes. Um, this is one of the most debated uh, uh, topics Portions. in Christianity. Is the in in, in errors. that means the Bible has no errors? Okay. Um, so let's filter through really quick because this can be long and turn to yeah. be a little bit boring. Um, so God spoke to the original writers over three to 500 years. The scriptures are coming from all over the place, Old Testament, Moses, and the new writers, they bring them together. Some are lost. I mean, imagine, we're talking about 2,000 years ago, right? I mean, to keep transcripts, how hard it is to, to communicate. Some of it's coming from Europe. Some are coming from Africa. Some are coming... so. To bring this together, we Christians do not do believe that that process of God inspiring people to write the Bible is in error. There is no errors. Now, I take one sentence. Um, let's give an example: the righteousness of men. Just one sentence. We have so many translations in the Bible, and the problem is, as you said, each person. Trying their best, they may have hurt the translation. You got it? Yes. So they try instead of saying the righteousness of men, they translated the man is righteous. Whoa, wait a second. That changed the entire concept. You know what I mean? That's why even within the within the churches, I have a translation that I use. Why? Because when I'm telling I had to take 126, 134 units. That includes learning how to write and read Greek. I had So when you said how many languages do you speak, <laughs> let me add two more. Greek. I can read Greek. I can write in Greek. I can read and I can write in Hebrew. It's a requirement of master. So for someone to say you are an, a capable pastor to take that word of God and make sure you don't switch things around, you should know how to read the original transcript. Correct. Greek. And Hebrew Old Testament, but see what my my
2: my question is. That's now. That's what the education now. It's basically right. saying don't screw it up. Right. But we're talking two thousand years that's ago. True. I mean,
0: not that I'm questioning it at sure. all. Sure. And, and here's here's what I need to. Um, I, I I want you to um, ag- let's agree on one thing. Right. Is it's not the Bible that saves you. It's Christ. The Bible leads you
2: in this life. So this goes back to one of the original questions I had is, if you do not
0: believe in every single story in the Bible, is it a sin? Uh, Number one, no. Number two, every one of the stories in the Bible will teach you something that you will not learn anywhere else. Correct. So your approach to the Bible, idolatry people worship i mean and i i, I want to stay within the topic yeah because putting the bible under your pillow doesn't help okay well i'm i mean let's no, be no, honest no, no. Right? i know i know the only the reason so, why
2: i'm saying it is because obviously there are stories in there that i mean we're in 2019 you listen to you read a lot of the stories in there you go you know what I'm having a hard time. Sure. I'm having a hard time sure. believing this. One of them was the one I mentioned, Noah's yeah. Ark. Yeah. You're talking about one man and his family who basically got in a boat and two of each animal came into the boat and God made it rain for 40 days and 40 sure. nights. Sure, sure, sure. And it flooded the earth and everybody died. That's right. And his family began to repopulate. That's right. I mean... I, I I don't I don't sure, want to sound crazy, sure. but I mean, no, you're not. If you're I can't. I can't. That
1: there's much bigger.
2: Stories yeah, I to mean, question. for for me, it's like, okay, come on, bro. I mean, really, it's. I, I mean, at the same time, you want to be a good Christian. You want to say, you know what? Yes, that did happen. But at the same time, in the back
0: of your mind, you're like. Are you kidding me? Okay, so so he, let's let's let let me give you a little bit of peace, okay? Because I, I you know what I appreciate is when you're speaking. I want to be. This is the why we're honest. Right. I just, I just let to- let me tell you something, and I'm I'm speaking to you. We just we just met. Yes, I appreciate with all my heart your gentle and careful approach to what you just said. That means much more to me. Than someone who says, "Happen? Who cares? Happen?" Yet, their approach to anything in the Bible is so disrespectful. Do you see what I mean? Again, I appreciate more your heart the way you spoke about that. Yeah. More than if you believe in that, if it happened literally, or it's just an allegorical story, right? It's kind of illustrating that entire story. Again, I that is something that at the right time. Either it will convict you that happened or not does not take you to heaven. That's not what gives you salvation. And God is not going to say, you know what, boy? Oh, I don't like you no more because you are not going to believe that. That at this point, I'm, I, I appreciate your approach much more than you saying if you believe it or not. Yeah, I'm not going to obviously. I'm not, so, not going to sit down and um, bash the story sure, about sure. it. You know what I mean? There it's are just... things. There are things that are make or break in the Bible. You got it? So, for example, someone says, I'm not sure if really Jesus died on the cross. Well, we got a problem. I'm not sure if after the third day he was resurrected or someone stole his body from the tomb. I got a problem with that. Because now you're hindering the message of the gospel, the the Bible itself, which was the three the three things you mentioned exactly it's, I, very good hey audience these guys are good christians here um, <laughs> <laughs> do you see what i mean but then if kama says well was it really i mean talk about adam and he, or, all the stories that happens right like it, again approach it in a way that brings you close to god if your approach Takes you away. You're like, well, if I don't believe in this, perhaps I don't believe the other. Before you know, I don't even know if I believe in God. Then stop yourself. Go back and start again. But if on the main main core questions in the Bible, such as to believe, as I said again, you said it, Christ died on the cross. God loves me. There is eternal life. Man, my our great grandfather's genocide. They couldn't even read a Bible. I'm not even sure if anybody got to read them the story of of the Bible. I'm not even sure if they ever opened a a Bible. And the God that I love so much says, it's not the Bible that takes you to heaven, it's me. It's not how much you do that takes you to heaven, but it's how much I did that brings you to heaven. So all you have to do is that Jesus Christos, I believe you with all my heart, and thank you, thank you for having me in your mind when you died on that cross. Amen. Do you hear that silence? I hear God saying, boy, I love you. (laughs) I'm not kidding. I literally see God smiling. Why? Because everything made sense after that statement. Before that statement, there were questions. Before that statement, there's the unknown. After that statement, there's this peace in your heart. You're saying, you know what? Done. I asked the question someone. I, d- I do feel better. Right. You do? Amen. I swear sort to of God. God, I feel better. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, go on, That's not a sin, right? When you swear no. Right? no, okay, no. Happy right. birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday to you, man. You're a <laughs> born again Christian. i ba- 30, 33
2: no. years old, and I could, I could now I could be at ease saying, okay, you know what? You haven't <laughs> been sinning all yes, this
1: sir. time. Go. Yep. Yes sir a question Where I think Armon touched upon it Yes Confusing as to As an Armenian Christian man I was born into Christianity Yes Now when I hear So many different churches Uh huh My only question is Why can't we have Centralized Armenian church Do you oh, understand sir. my question? Yeah, I, yeah. Not, Once again I'm not trying to be rude Oh no it's not but What's evangelical? What's
2: Catholic? Well, sure. that's that's what we What's... were gonna think. We were gonna talk about on another podcast, though.
0: Because he was like, you were saying it was something oh, that's... The, it's. Uh, 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 here's Within I'll the give Armenian you an abs- uh, uh, yeah, I'll answer very short, the... and I don't. I don't mean to. Here's the thing. It's such an in, interest. It's like. Uh, in your mind, you're watching a movie when we start talking about things, because there are history, there are fights, there are arguments, there's right, wrong, there's people who died it's over this. things. It's interesting part of religion. It, uh, of religion, yes, but not of Christianity. No. That's the sad part of Christianity. Ugly, part of Ugly, exactly. And here's the thing, you don't learn the history, you're going to repeat it. So... As a faithful pastor, I, I am all for learning our history, saying, you know what? We have failed.
1: So crusaders and all that, you guys get into-
0: Uh Yes. The good side of crusaders, Not the, the bad, bad side. No, the bad, both okay. of them. Okay. It, it is, it is. So again, there, there are two sides and, and I have to be faithful to present both sides. So this is what I can, I can tell you, God uh, finds a method to speak to people. He he spoke to our people, communicated, right? The basic message, whatever I just said, that little prayer. God has used a Catholic church to speak into someone's heart. God has used apostolic church, a Baptist church, a Pentecostal church, evangelical church, Presbyterian church. I have two options. Either I stop them Right? Saying you are wrong, you're wrong, you're let's be one. But let's who is the one? Who so who's gonna whose theology is right? Who's right? Who's wrong? My question is the so, difference. Is
1: it enough difference for yes. everyone to have their own uh I don't know what to... There is enough enough
0: difference in a couple to argue over the little picture in their bedroom. You don't think there's enough? I mean, mean, we're talking about deep theological... I'll give you an example. I, as an evangelical, I will never pray to Mary. I love Mary. I thank you, Mary, St. Mary, so much for obeying God's voice and being a channel for Christ to be born into this life. But I will never bow down and say... Mary, please tell Jesus to forgive my sins. I cannot do that. Who does? A, a Roman Catholic Church see? will say, You're a sinner. You just disrespected the mother of God. My point is Mother of Ma- God or Mother of Jesus? Wait, exactly. Oh, so see, you just separated the, the biggest fight of the church where a group said Mary was the mother of baby Jesus. They almost said, No, Mary was the mother of God. Are you telling me God had a wife? No, but then how do you call? So well, then you, then see, you can go into saying,
2: uh, "Did Mary have sex?" Wait, or wait, wait. wait. Are like, you
0: following me? So now, <laughs> now we just split it here. So how can you bring everybody no, wait, together? You see the we,
1: story of Virgin Mary.
0: Yes, has
1: to be the most controversial of a religion. It is. Uh, it is one of them. Has
0: been. Yeah, it is one of them. Mm-hmm.
1: But story of Virgin Mary now. All religions you're have smiling, story. As if you were there. No, like... no, no. Have... <laughs> <laughs> who knows how like you read uh, the paper? Hey, hey, we nobody knows how old we really are. This is the life we all know. <laughs> nobody knows, who, knows how, how, old how old we, we are. are. Okay, in... Our soul, you know, how old is your
0: soul? I mean, some people say you're an old soul. What mm-hmm. does that mean? Yeah, how old? <laughs> Whoa, I, my soul is 35 years old, brother, right now. Uh, that's what I... Now, what that's does what that according... mean when
1: people say you're an old soul? What does that mean? You're mature. That's all it is. It's a, it's a four, it's just the same. Yeah, it just means you're mature. Doesn't mean, all, yeah. It doesn't mean necessarily... You can't say that to
2: a five-year-old. When no, no. You have I've a five-year-old I've been, that been, acts... here's the thing. No, wait, let me explain it to you. Some <laughs> okay. people have called me an old soul as well. Why? Because I like Sinatra. And he wears a caracara. <laughs> and I wear ca- which and is I, in the 60s. I don't... <laughs> That was before he
1: was born. And I that's were, the weird and part. I, that's
2: '80s, bro. That's '80s. <laughs> it's
1: still before. We
2: were but no, that's just a thing. Don't 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 get into that. Now as the far story
1: of uh, Virgin Mary. Yes. Every religion
0: has it. That is right. No, What do you mean, every religion? Every Christian religion.
2: religions.
1: Yes, Christian religions. Yeah, I mean, even but
0: Muslims, even, even, even Islam, Islam has will speak
2: about Mary and Jesus as a prophet. Yes. Well, Jesus is mentioned more in the Quran than it is in
0: the Bible. Yeah. no, uh, Yeah, as, as a says, prophet, a lesser being than with God.
1: With a little bit of difference, that same story isn't many, actually, religions. Yeah.
0: Um, so, Protestant church, even there are, there are even divisions of ideas within the Protestant church. Um, I have my own understanding of that. In Roman Catholic Church, they have theirs. Uh, Apostolic Church, Orthodox Church, they have their own. Arakelagan, uh, they have. So there is. There are different interpretations. Let me. Let me be honest with this. I know it's. I know there is. There is no solution for that. It's. It's like us saying. Why do we have borders, Trump? Like, why can't we just be one big country and live happy and share everything? Do That's you think what we're getting to? Um uh, the, the world's getting higher. Um I, I honestly do not think so. But 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 I'm just comparing for powers
1: you. going towards that. You do we all understand that there's work being done towards that?
0: That's political. Let's stay with theology. <laughs> uh, again, that, that's another four hours. Yes, yes, it we're going to open up a brand but, new can of worms. But, but with I want to, I want to, I want to, like, <laughs> let me, let me close with again, that is an interesting topic. But let me say this let me be happy as a Christian that we even have variety, man. Like, some people, I have listened to this, I have finished. The most charismatic church service, there is singing, there is clapping, there's praise the Lord all the way. Finished. I went home. This is back in Buenos Aires. Across from our house, there was this ancient Roman Catholic church. Beautiful, beautiful structure. I would go there, sit in the pews, and rest. Do you Mm -hmm. see what I mean? What if I'm saying Roman Catholic church, close the doors. I don't believe in you. What I'm trying to say is everybody seems... To find a way of serving people, there are things that I will never accept. If you are going to replace Jesus with anything else, you are absolutely wrong. That means if you think praying to Mary is going to take you to heaven, you're against Christianity. If yeah. you, th- do you see what I'm trying to? say? No, I'm su- I'm serious. Because That's- now you have said there, God could have, God could have used any other method for our salvation, and he didn't have to sacrifice his son. That is the most disrespectful statement to, the, to God's love for us. See, uh, this, this will
2: open up an entirely new conversation. Completely, no, no, <laughs> yeah, completely new conversation. Because now we're going to get into like the Protestants, the Mormons, and all other types of right. Christians. Ar- Argin
3: asked a question about that.
2: Yeah. What did he ask?
3: Well, he said, uh, throughout history, there have been an estimated 12,000 give or take gods. How do you discount the rest of these theological characters See, and consider the one that you believe in one true God? Amen. Is, is everybody else wrong?
0: Um, <laughs> yes. Um, if they believe in my God, no. And while well, you're saying, who are you? Tell me you're a God, right? <laughs> uh, let, let me give you an example. Um people will well, take you understand it
1: sounds a little different, right? That's fine for the ear.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, no, I I have here's <laughs> my courage to say I can defend what I'm saying. No, in this sense, yeah. In this sense, we have taken one of the attributes of God, we have given it to something else. We've said, You are God. I'll give you an example. Um, ancient days, right? It's raining. Rain comes from heaven on the soil. And then seeds are growing, and then we have fruits. So, or whatever. And there, so we start praising the rain. We there is people who worship the rain as God. That's one of the twelve thousand gods. Others worship the sun because, How? Uh, huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, light, fire, whatever you want to. call the, I mean, the, ours. The we worship the fire. The
2: Romans and the Greek had them. They had the Absolutely. Zeus, Apollo, all those. Oh yeah. yeah. Gods.
0: Many gods. So. What they are doing is they are trying to take one of the attributes of God and, and assign it to something else, say worship God. Let me, uh, life example, we go hiking twice a month, Brand Park. I call my church people. I'm saying, hey, I'm going to hike so- Saturday morning, so come with me. Let's hike together. Really good conversations happening. And a few weeks ago, we were up there on Brand Park, and I asked, I said, here is the difference between you and someone else. When, when when the other people are hiking um, through the mountains, they see the trees, they see the mountains, right? Powerful, beautiful, flowers, all this stuff. They don't know who to thank for this thing. So they end up thanking the things. But when I know who created these things, I stop worshiping the creation and I worship the creator. Hmm. Get it? When I give that little gift to my son, he's never gonna be like, "Oh, thank you, Starbucks." No, he says, "Thanks, Dad, for paying for this." That reminds me of my father's love. Get it? So what happens when there is no father love? When I don't know the God, what I do? It's everything is a God. Literally, everything is a God. Why don't we worship Starbucks? They give us coffee every single morning because they take your money. Well, but and they're expensive y- too. <laughs> so what happens is what what happens is this is when next time you walk into a, a place and you buy a little chocolate, right, uh, hot chocolate for your son, daughter. I'm just saying, or right. someone else, right, and give it to give it to your child and just give an ask an order, say, tell them say thank you, just ask a child. He doesn't know theology. Doesn't know God. Say thank you. He will never say thank you. He'll look the person who built, who who made that coffee, gave it to him because he knows somehow this got into my hands. Someone did it, dude. When you look around this beautiful picture you guys have there, if you're gonna say "Whoa, thank you, lake, thank you, trees," you literally are not getting the image. Yeah. You're not understanding life. You're so little that you're not getting the point that this is the creation. I'm not going to worship the 12,000 or ask, in, ask Hindus. They have over half a million gods. So how rude you're calling 12,000 gods. You just left another 488,000 gods. So If I was a Hindu sitting here, he'd be like, how disrespectful you are. Yeah. Do you see what I'm trying to say? Then everything is a god. So we go back to relative truth. Who are you to tell me what to worship? And I'm going back to say, I don't decide. I feel in my heart, I have not been filled from my beliefs that the true God of the Bible, God's Son, Jesus Christ, and His Holy Spirit is the true source of, is the only true God, living God. If you just surrender your life, you don't have to do anything. He's waiting for you. That is the ultimate message of the gospel, and there is no more than that. I don't call you to do things, to traditions, to change. Everything else is a reaction to the action that was taken by God to say, "I came close to you." The only thing you have to do is receive it. Um, that is true. God, ask ask anyone. Like I love that person who ever asked that question. Nothing, nothing, absolutely against. Um, We study other religions, and literally every religion is saying, sacrifice for me. You go to Thailand, people are starving. People will make their kids starve because all the food and fruits go in front of a statue. And 40 days after, it's funny how they take the numbers from the Bible, but they don't credit the Bible. 40 days, they are saying, or our little, um, no disrespect, ch- chubby guy, he is wandering through the desert 40 days. He's hungry. Where do you think they got that story from? Jesus was in the desert for 40 days. Do you see what I mean? If you really study all these little religions here and there, they take the Bible, they just accredit it to the creation. They break it down and they turn it That's into... Where- Who told an entire nation in Thailand that that guy, that statue guy, was in the desert? Not even in the in the jungle. They don't even have a desert. You realize Thailand has no desert. Yes, but they are saying that guy's in a desert, so he needs food and water. So they take, they will starve their children. They will take all that, just leave it there. Pajana yerta, but he's in a desert. You guys don't have a desert. (laughs) What are you talking about? So it's it's really a, a fake replica of of the original Bible. I mean, that is why I believe in. Let's do Bible. this. Let's. Yes.
2: Uh, we want to definitely have you back to talk about the different types of obviously Christianities Ooh. and yes. Catholics and Orthodox and <laughs> Even all, all these questions. different things. We're running. We're running into two hours. So yeah, uh, wow. Let's call it's it a night, by. Haru. Thank you so much for being. here. Oh my
0: pleasure, tonight. man. I'm sorry if I've spoken too much. No, 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 man. Hey, um, man. Today you. Phew, Hopefully i, I, I could sleep better tonight oh We're good good to see, good, good. To do this um I, i'm not sure when you're closing broadcast but if it's okay i would love to say a prayer before yes. we close let's it, do if it. that's okay no no no, no, yeah? no let's do it let's all do right it. all right lord god i thank you so much for making yourself available to everyone i pray tonight that as you have blessed us with this time i don't want to take anything for granted god um, you have made this friendships, you've made the connection, and i'm I know that you already knew that this day was going to happen and I thank you for this young men in this room who are faithful to their own callings they they literally have found a greater purpose than right now resting but being here and speaking truth. I pray that you will protect them. You'll bless them, bless their families, bless their children, bless their future, all the guests, whoever sits on this chair next. Lord God, I pray that they will speak the truth and they will accept that we worship a true living God. Lord, thank you for your friendship. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for the promise of eternal life. And tonight I pray, Lord God, whoever, us around this table or the audience, whoever prays in their heart says, Lord Jesus, thank you for taking my sins on the cross and giving me a complete forgiveness. I know they will be saved. That's your promise. We love you. We worship you. And again, thank you for everything in Jesus name. Amen. Amen, brother. That's an amen right amen. there. Thank you. God bless you guys. Thanks so much. Thank you again, Harley, really for joining it. us on this I Monday. I feel like,
1: how that should be the last words of our show for today. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I think so. Amen. Yeah. Thank you, guys. God See bless you. See you guys next week. That's right. Nothing oh, boy, I spoke Nothing. a
3: lot.